friends uh welcome back to the festival day podcast um i guess i should welcome myself back since it's been a little bit since i've put an episode out there uh this week we're gonna talk about this crazy cross-country trip i just took um you know tarot of the week of course gearing up for festival season and you know just general shenanigans that's been happening so go ahead and um you know grab a drink and comfortable and join me on this week's podcast okay so um where the hell have i been (laughs) Uh, I decided to drive across this great country with one of my very best friends, uh, Blindside Entertainment, um, aka Larry, and we, um, went to Juggalo Weekend, and that was in LA at Pershing Square this year. We were gonna drive, I mean, fly initially, and at one point, we were just like, you know what, fuck it. Let's drive. Let's just, you know, let's have a road trip, make a mini adventure. And the mini adventure kind of turned into a mega adventure. Um, and yeah, that's where I've been. Um, you know, nothing ever seems to really pan out in the way that I, like, plan for it to or expect it to. But usually in the end, it works out just fine. Uh, There's something that we juggalos tend to say, and that's the carnival provides. Um, You know, that kind of translates to, it's just, if you need it, it's going to show up. And that happened over and over on this trip. Um, This trip really showed me how resilient I am, um, how much of a fucking brat I can be. (laughs) And, you know, how cool this country really is. Um, It's very easy to fall into the thought process that this, you know, everything sucks. The state of affairs are, you know, kind of shitty. But disconnecting from life and just kind of going and traveling, you know, really helped me reconnect with who I am and reconnect with the fact that I really do like this place. Um, be that, you know, my existence. Uh, I do struggle with depression and uh, suicide idolation is something that I have definitely um, been struggling with and, you know, working through, especially lately. The winter blues have really got me this year. Um, more so than ever, and that might be because I've, you know, I live in a different place now, so the weather's different, but, um, it really helped to disconnect, uh, especially with somebody I regard as a a really great friend, and kind of, you know, just wander around to get to where we need to be, um, and talk a lot of shit out, and explore and you know just kind of relax but also I guess get to know each other better I don't know words are failing me right now sorry (laughs) um 
so yeah, I, I drove across the country. Um, actually, technically, I drove from Toledo to Virginia, and then from to the Northern Neck in Virginia, from the Northern Neck to Cincinnati, and then from Cincinnati, we drove um, down to, well, we, we, our first, like, stop that we had to make was in Phoenix, but on the way, we stopped, you know, at a lot of different places to rest and explore, um, and then from Phoenix to L.A., um, and then from L.A., we took, we went through Nevada and, um, Utah, Oregon, Kansas, uh, Missouri, Illinois, um, so yeah, we took a different way back than we did going down. Um, initially, I had wanted to do that, and then time was kind of an issue, and so I decided, you know, we'll just go back the way we came, and then as it turned out, we ended up doing the way that I had originally planned, so yeah. Um, that's, you know, that's my trip. Uh, first, I'm gonna talk about Tarot of the Week. Um, our card is the Two of Cups reversed. Um, and that card, you know, is normally a couple standing, uh, with two cups. It's kind of a marriage feeling to that card. A union, I, I should say. Uh, this card is telling us that, you know, there's some miscommunication happening, uh, misunderstandings, falling out, there's a little bit of, you know, an obsession going on, be that, like, lusting after a situation or a person, um, really wanting something so bad that you are not seeing the force for the trees, you're not doing your research, you're not... Um, you know, sitting down and seeing if this is a good path for you. You're just, you're all about the outcome. Um, not realizing that the journey to get there, you know, can be treacherous and might not be for you. And uh, getting the outcome might not be the outcome that you wanted. Um, this card, you know, is not speaking up when you need to, when you should. I definitely, as a person, struggle with communication. It's part of the reason why I've started this podcast. Um, I really want to hold myself accountable for, you know, trying to be a better communicator and putting myself out there and really, like, connecting with the world and everybody that's in it. Because, like, I'm always looking for new friends. That's that Gemini rising. Um, the cancer is like, yeah, I don't know, maybe we should just stay in bed all day and, like, cover our head with the blanket. But the Gemini Rising's like, but those people over there, they look really cool. Let's go talk to them. And then my Pisces moon is like, yeah, whatever, man. Let's just do whatever. Because everything's okay. It's all fine. This is fine. <laughs> um. So, yeah, the Two of Cups, you know, reversed. Maybe reassess some partnerships you've got going on in your life. And see if they are what you want and, you know, what what you need. Because what you want and what you need are two different things sometimes. Um, you know, assess any imbalance that's happening. Address it and, you know, work on it. Because you can't put yourself through a constant tug of war. Like, you need some temperance going on in your life. You need balance. 
Um, and this card is here to just remind us about that. Uh, so yeah, that's the tarot of the week. Um, you know, I actually, I might draw a card for March too, since it's the beginning of March. So let me do that real quick. And that way that can kind of give us a feel for the month and, you know, what, what we got going on. Uh, my January and February were, well, January wasn't too bad. February can kiss my ass. The best thing that came out of February is uh, the trip that I had, you know, um, but everything else, like my whole life was just in flux and I was dealing with a lot of depression, uncertainty, fear, like a, a whole lot of fear. Um, and like February was pretty fucking humbling. Um, and, you know, I can absolutely accept that. Um, yeah, I can accept that. I kind of knew it was coming and the, like, I got a tarot reading done. And then I did, you know, I do my own in terms of, like, a yearly forecast kind of thing. So I knew that, like, shit was going to get a little tumultuous. Uh, I didn't realize it was going to get that, that crazy. Um... Oops, sorry, I thought I turned that off. Um, so the card for the month of March is the Six of Wands reversed. Um, and that, you know, that kind of goes back to what I was just saying. There's some fear happening. Um, you know, some maybe some delays and that can tie into the miscommunication that's coming up with the Two of Cups reversed. Um, you know, you just kind of feel like shit's not going your way. And, like, moments like these are presented to us so that we can remember that, you know, it ain't all sunshine and rainbows. But also, um, a reminder for us that you can absolutely get through anything. You know, you have survived until today. And you can keep surviving, um... Like, my Nana always, you know, reminds me that there's somebody who's got it worse than you. Um, so you shouldn't, you know, don't feel so bad about yourself and what's going on. You know, seek help if you need to. Um, utilize resources that are around you. Even if that's as simple as reaching out to a friend and saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not doing the best right now. And uh, I, I need somebody to talk to. I need some help. So this card is here to remind us, you know, like, yeah, there are dark times that happen. Um, but you're still on your horse. You're still going, you know. Um, you just, you, you're going to have to deal with a little bit of a delay. And that's all right. Um, you know, it's a good time to assess things that are happening. And um, also this card... You know, it, it's about disloyalty and, you know, mistrusting people. Treachery is usually a key word that's used with this card. Um, and that, again, goes back to the Two of Cups reverse that's been pulled for this week. So really assess the people that are around you and figure out if you really want those fuckers in your life. Because, <laughs> you know, it might be time to do a little bit of spring cleaning. We are in March. 
um, the time will change for us here in the United States pretty soon. So, you know, it's a good time. Anytime's a good time to do some spring cleaning, might I add. Like, any fucking time. Um, it's your life. And you get to choose who you want to have in it. And maybe it's time that you, you know, you look at who you have in your circle and you determine if you want to keep them there. Because if, if, your, if your tribe sucks, if your circle sucks, if your friends are trash, then, you know, you, you might not be feeling the best all the time. And if you're okay with that, that's on you, man. Live your life however you want, but, you know, just kind of assess who you got in your life and in your circle and figure out if you, if you want to keep them around. Okay, so I'm going to talk about this trip. Um, a lot of you are probably asking why the fuck did I decide to drive across the country um I drive everywhere this is something that I do all the time I drove from Virginia to Chicago by myself to go to Riot Fest meet some friends that were there I drove from Virginia down to uh, New Orleans drove from Virginia to Gulf Shores Alabama um I drove from Virginia up to New Hampshire for a festival uh, yeah, I just, I, I drive. It's a control thing for me, for sure. I don't hate flying. I enjoy flying. The last time I flew, though, um, some, like, things happened, and I ended up waiting for several hours, and all I could think was, you know, if I had my goddamn car, I wouldn't have to do this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I... I do prefer to drive. It's definitely a a control thing for me. I will get up and drive to Virginia, like, on a whim all the time. Uh, Before I married my ex-husband, I used to go from Bowling Green to the Northern Neck just to see him. And, like, you know, that's a a 10-plus hour drive, depending on traffic and the way that you, you know, that you take. But... I was like, yeah, whatever, I'm just going to do this. I I used that time to kind of do some self-assessment, a little bit of soul-searching. Being in the car alone helps. Um, I'm obsessed with reading and audiobooks. You know, I fucking love Audible. That's That really kind of revolutionized road trips for me. The first road trip I took back to Virginia... I remember Audible was, you know, I was still in its infancy. I downloaded World War Z, and I listened to that as I drove home. And I was like, man, this is awesome. You know, that's a really great audiobook. Um, I believe it had a full cast. I'm pretty sure it did, so that made it really cool. Um, and yeah, it just, it, it, like, it just, it makes driving go by quicker, like, this trip, um, I delved back into Dune, you know, Frank Herbert's Dune, um, and, <laughs> like, I listened to it while my daughter slept in the back seat, um, and she had her headphones on most of the time anyways. Usually she's not into the audiobooks that 
I listen to when I have her in the car. She finds them pretty dry and boring. Uh, so, yeah, I, I listened to Dune on my the first leg of my trip, and that kind of made it go by fast, but I, you know, I used my driving time to just kind of unpack all the shit that I've got going on in my head, because sometimes it gets a little crowded in there. I'll utilize, you know, the voice recording or the memo app on my phone if I want to, like, record any thoughts that I have or, you know, kind of throw ideas out there for posts or podcasts or rituals that I've got floating around. Um, yeah, and then, like, listening to music is a big thing for me as well. Uh, I remember I was coming back from New Hampshire, I think, one time. I was really fatigued. I had just stopped and kind of walked around. I drive at night a lot. It's just easier for me. Uh, it's it, Traffic's not as bad. There are not a lot of people out. Um, so I prefer to drive at night. I It worries the hell out of, you know, some of my friends and my family. They They just really worry about me and I've been yelled at by state troopers at bus you know at uh rest stops when I'm getting out of my car at 3 a.m all by myself I remember I had this one statey who's you know basically he's like what the hell are you doing and I'm like I'm driving home and he goes you why are you out here alone and I was like um because I want to and you know it, it he was concerned, and I understand that. I listen to plenty of murder podcasts, people, you know. I'm a little obsessed with serial killers, I, you know, so I, I get it. But, like, I'm not going to live in fear either. You know, I, I'm a rape survivor, and I, I, still, I still go out there and do things. I still go to festivals, even though I was, you know, I was raped at a festival. Um, because I refuse to live in fear. Like, I'm, I'm not going to fucking do it, man. I'm too stubborn. Like, no, not not going to happen. And there are definitely some things that, like, get me down and really keep me from doing the shit that I want. But a lot of that's just, like, internal me stuff. It's got nothing to do with, like, outside factors. It's, you know, I get stuck in my own head. Uh, self-esteem kind of a thing. So, yeah, that's that's kind of what I do when I drive. Um, that first, and like I said, that first part, I had my kiddo with me, and then from Virginia to Cincinnati, I, you know, I listened to more Dune, and I listened to music, and I talked to myself a lot. I talked to myself all the time. Um, that's something that uh, <laughs> Larry got to experience, for sure. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, I, I freaking like it. I like driving. It's, you know, I like being in control of my little metal box on wheels. I think it's freaking cool. Um, so, you know, on the way out there, we went to, I have this shit written down. Um, because my brain is like a sieve. I don't remember that stuff. Um, so we, first night... You know, we stopped pretty early and stayed in Illinois, I believe. Yeah, somewhere off the interstate. Um, and just kind of, you know, I relaxed. And my damn hotel room was haunted. 
like I walk in and there's this I just see this older guy and I'm like no we're not doing this and like I he was in my dream that night I remember seeing him standing in front of a uh if it was a mirror or a window but like I you know I've had my fair share of encounters with ghosts uh my nana's house when I was little had like shit all in it um and you know it's just like okay whatever I can you know I can deal with this but I was fucking tired and I just remember being like all right listen you you we ain't doing this I'm not fitting to do this tonight. I want to get some sleep. You know, I want to relax. I want to just not deal with it. And, like, I I wasn't bothered or anything. Most of the time when I see, you know, spirits and stuff, I, I don't get bothered by them. It's just kind of a, oh, hey, look, there's, you know, there's a ghost over there. Oh, look, there's somebody here. Um... But yeah, that was very, very inter- interesting. <laughs> um, we got up the next day and, you know, we drove and drove and drove and drove and drove and drove. Um, it was cool to see the country. Uh, I've talked about hawks on here before. And the hawks were following me again. Uh, same deal, too. I was seeing them to my right um, and I, Larry lost count at 30, I believe. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'm supposed to be on this trip. And there's some things that I'm going to learn about me and him and traveling and life in general. And that's absolutely true. Um, Oklahoma was beautiful. A lot of people complain about Oklahoma. But, you know, I... I don't know if it's just the history of that state or what. I've, I really enjoyed driving through there. Uh, I'm going to talk about Shamrock, Texas and the really crazy experience that I had there. Shamrock is this, like, nothing little town, you know. It's on Route 66. And we stayed at this hotel that was really great, by the way. Um, oh, I think it's the OYO Hotel. Um, 25 bucks a night. It was clean. I was shocked at the price. And, you know, I know, like, late February isn't prime traveling time, but that's really cool. The the person, the you know, the, the manager or whomever I dealt with was really great, very personable, um, incredibly nice. Uh, so we got there, and that room, of course, haunted. I mean, that place, I don't know, that place was like, uh, just a crossroads of activity. I just, like, it was buzzing with activity, I should say. Like, energy, and it's just like, you know, kind of things everywhere. Um, that room, yes, was haunted, and I had the craziest dream that night. Um, I dreamt of ancestors I hadn't seen or thought of in 20 years. Um, one in particular who used to collect cans and turn them in, um, for money, you know, and I've been in a really weird mind state. I was in between jobs, and... 
you know, I was just feeling very less than and that I was a burden to everyone. And before I left, I had a conversation with my friend and it was like ancestors were presenting themselves to me who were like hustlers, you know, and like really knew how to make ends meet, get money. And I, you know, they told me that I needed to be more like them. You know, what would they do? So I I went into this trip with them on the back of my mind. And I find it very interesting that an ancestor that presented themselves to me when I was in Shamrock was someone who was a hustler, who, you know, who was doing a service for everyone else. Because I remember he would come to my Nana's house and collect her cans you know, so he's he's doing something for her and he's doing something for himself. And I just, I find it very interesting that that's who came to me. I love how, you know, the ancestors do that. And it was like a wake-up call. Like, hey, you know, call on all of the ancestors. Not just the ones that are really familiar to you or the ones who, you know, who have just left and who are like fresh on your mind. But really just... Utilize all of them because they're all here to help. And so, yeah. But I had that dream and he was in it. And then, I, you know, it was like an army of people behind me. But in the dream, I was trying to go to a funeral. And it was at this really cool-ass church. I remember the sky was purple because of the storms and it was lightning. But... At the church, during the funeral, there was a wedding happening as well. Um, A pretty huge family. And so we've got all, you know, all these people converging in one place for two very different reasons. Um, A union and a parting. I didn't think about that before. I'm kind of assessing this dream as I tell you. Because um, I, like, wrote it down really quickly. Um, But you know, I didn't really, like, dive into it. I, my dreams are pretty interesting. I dream a lot, and I remember the majority of them, and they're dreams that I remember from my childhood, and I, I find that kind of crazy, uh, but, yeah, in the dream, I'm trying to get to this funeral, um, and I believe it's someone that I am related to. I don't know who it was. I saw, uh, my great-grandma. I saw aunties, who were gone, you know, I, I saw all kinds of people, they were, you know, my ancestors, the women were dressed in white, which is very significant for me, um, but I saw him, and I was, I got so excited, and I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't thought about you in so long, and when I woke up, I was super stoked, I'm like, that is so cool, uh, so I guess that was just, you know, another wake-up call like keep keep at what you're doing you know keep at the hustle even if it seems you know silly even if it's the most humble of things like collecting cans for money um keep at it because it will serve you in the end you know don't give up basically and that's a message that a lot you know a lot of my ancestors, I don't know about yours, but um, I'm from the country, from Virginia. Uh, a lot of my ancestors worked for themselves because they had to. Be it they, you know, there were no jobs for them or 
you know, they couldn't get hired or whatever. Um, they did a lot of work for themselves. Side hustles, you know, that's not like a new thing. I think that it's more in the forefront because people have to, you know, to get, they have to get side hustles to make ends meet more, which I'm not gonna even get into that right now. But, um, you know, they had side hustles and just would do what they could to make it happen. And that's something that, um, I think a lot of people need to, to realize that, you know, you, you might have to do some things that you don't want to do. Like, I, I especially can relate to that in, like, some of the jobs that I work. Um, I like the job that I have now, but, you know, it's not a career. That's not what I'm looking for anyway. Um, oh, pop-up, that funeral. That's probably the ancestors like, hey, finish your, you know, mortuary science degree like you promised yourself and us all those years ago. Uh, mortuary science is something that I hold near and dear to my heart. It's something that has always interested me. Something that I've always wanted to do since I was a kid. And I keep stopping myself on this journey. It's not that anybody else stops me. I stop myself. Because, you know, I'm responsible for my actions at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, that, that, that might be another, like, little pop-up from them. Like, remember your promise. So I've, I've got to remember my promise. Um, but yeah, Shamrock was cool. I, it's a lot of energy. There were a lot of comings and goings of, you know, ghosts, spirits, whatever you want to call them, ancestors. Um, and I, I got reminded about some things that I've forgotten about. Um, so yeah, we, you know, Texas was cool. Arizona was beautiful. New Mexico was beautiful. And California, like, uh, she holds a pretty special place in my heart. I lived there very briefly when I was fresh out of high school. I fell in love with the state. And I told, you know, I told my friend, I was like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to go here. We're going to go here and I'm not going to want to come home. <laughs> and like he, he had the things that he wanted to do. He wanted to visit some family in Phoenix. And so we did that and he, you know, he thought Phoenix was a really cool city. Uh, we didn't get to see as much as I would have liked because of time. But yeah, Phoenix was cool, but as soon as we crossed over into California, I was just like, oh, I'm back. You know, I always love going back to Cali. I, I just do. I get really giddy every time I do it. And, you know, it was cool to drive this time. When I lived there, I wasn't a driver, so I utilized public transportation a lot. Um, But yeah, like driving... And seeing the way that the landscape changes, um, you know, coming from the eastern part and going to the west was cool. The desert, I like the desert. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's, you know, coming from like my little water town in Virginia and, you know, traveling through to the desert, it's like, wow, you know, that's a, it's a 
quite a big change. My skin did not appreciate the desert, though, I will say that. Uh, she's not too happy. She's still recovering. Um, but yeah, we got to California, and the, the reason for this trip was for Juggalo Weekend. Um, you guys know I'm a Juggalo. And that was, you know, two days of ICP and their openers. And so it's like my start to festival season. Um, I am kind of obsessed with festivals, hence the name. You know, that's pretty obvious. But I've been, like, I have been seeing a lot lately. A lot of people are like, you know, festival season's about to start. And I'm like, yeah, mine always starts in February. And, like, if I go to Gem and Jam down in um, Arizona, it starts in January. And so festival season is, like, year-round, depending on where you are and, like, how far you're willing to travel. So, like, you know, always be ready for festival season. But I wanted to give some tips and pointers and, like, some of the shit that I do um, and that I, you know, that I would like to do, like, things that I'd like to start doing because this trip really opened my eyes to a lot of things that I don't do to prepare um, and a lot of things that I want to change. All, All trips, you know, have those moments. Um, so... I, um, I'm a list maker. Not necessarily a list follower all the time, but I do like making my lists. It helps calm me down. Um, it helps me stay, you know, semi-organized. Um, and so, you know, I, there are all sorts of checklists you can find. Pinterest is a really great source at Google. Um, groups on Facebook I found have, you know, they're really good resources, especially if you're traveling to a festival or an area for the first time and you're feeling overwhelmed, you don't know what to do. Um, reaching out to people in Facebook groups is something that I really like to do because people, you know, usually they always want to help. And so that's something that I, I like. And they can give you insights on places that you probably wouldn't have thought to go to you know, when you're visiting or doing things that you probably wouldn't have, you know, thought to do because you're not, you're not from there. So, um, you know, I, I've got some favorite checklists and I will put them up on Facebook. Um, REI has a really great festival checklist, one that I find is pretty comprehensive. Um, they've, you know, I am a fest like I like camping festivals the most so those are the that checklist is for camping festival those are the festivals that I I really enjoy a lot but you can you know change it to you know if if you're gonna stay in a hotel or if it's a day festival you can you know tweak what you decide to keep on the list to help you know um, help you organize for the type of event that you're going to go to. Sorry, words are like failing me today, friends. <laughs> so bear with me, please. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I make my list. Um, I like, you know, doing research and reading up on festivals and areas 
uh, especially if I haven't been there before. It's just very helpful. I have notes on this that I probably should read from. <laughs> um, you know, I, I kind of want to talk about camping versus hoteling. This was hoteling uh, because of the Juggalo weekend. That's, you know, just two nights of shows. Um, I, I prefer to camp, but ho- it was cool to stay in a hotel because, you know, I could take a pretty good shower. Showers at camping festivals suck unless you have, like, a badass shower set up for yourself. Um, those damn shower trailers or, you know, showers at campsites are not always that great. Um, something that I have been trying to do more lately and that my friends have been doing a lot is, you know, doing Airbnbs. Um, I, I think I will say I prefer them over a hotel. Um, the energy in an Airbnb is better than in a hotel I've come to find. Um, that's just for me personally. Hotels, you know... People are in and out all the time. And so the feel of them can get a little crazy. Like, I've definitely been in hotel rooms where the energy just was was awful. And I had to, like, do a cleansing. Um, For me, that was, like, I, I had salt. And I made salt water. And I sprinkled it all over. Um, I made sure I didn't put any, like, my traveling altar... I made sure that I didn't put that on anything without like a, like an altar cloth or if I didn't you know if you don't have an altar cloth like even like your t-shirt or something down and then putting your things down um I like Airbnbs or you know Verbo or whatever website you like to use I like those better because a lot of the times those are people's homes and so the feel in them is is more relaxed um it doesn't feel as rushed um but you definitely you know you gotta do some cleansings on those too and that might be lighting a candle and you know kind of walking through clearing the air um uh, the salt water thing is something that I like a lot of these places don't like you to use candles or incense or anything like that (coughs) so you know you, you kind of have to make it work for your situation. The salt water is, but that's something that I just, I really like and it's easy. You know, it doesn't really mess anything up that I've come to find. Um, but yeah, like those are, those are the like lodging options that I like to utilize. Uh, planning is key. Um, and for me, that's like, you know, planning out my campsite meal prepping and like how I'm gonna set up my my space you know my mini home I am a huge camper and I really love having just a really awesome campsite I I'm a mom even before I had a kid I you know I had that like mom energy I'm a cancer so I like providing for people and like comforting them and I remember the years that I went to Bonnaroo, um, just feeding my neighbors, you know, having food and offering it to my neighbors and stuff, um, because that's just something that brings me joy, and I like to do it, and so when I meal prep, I try and meal prep for those situations, um, at the gathering, the gathering of the Juggalos, um, that's something that I like to do too, 
no matter where you go, there's probably always going to be somebody who's who's there. They just showed up. They don't have any money. Um, they had enough money to get a ticket. Or they snuck in or, you know, whatever. And they don't have any money for food. Um, you know, and if, if I've got some some extra stuff I'm gonna I'm gonna share. I will be your festy mom. No problem. Actually I'm your festy auntie because I'm gonna, you know, participate in shenanigans with you. Um so yeah, you know, like Aldi is a really great resource for festival camping. Walmart is good. Um, like Dollar General and shit. I, I always try and hit one of those up before I get to where I'm going because usually the stores around where you are going to be partying at the prices have been inflated I've noticed so like if you can hit hit up the stores where you live that helps but also like go to a store that's not quite to where your destination is that way you know you don't get like, fucked over so bad in terms of paying for things. Um, I, like, I, like I said, I like to bring a traveling altar with me. I usually bring my tarot cards with me everywhere, no matter what. I'll keep them in, like, my fanny pack or my bag in case somebody <coughs> wants a reading. I've, you know, I've done readings at festivals kind of on the fly before. Um, and I, I like to carry you know, a good grounding crystal, because that, you know, I, I'm a tourmaline kind of gal, I like the heavy duty stuff, that might not be suitable for you, so like a smoky quartz might be helpful, um, whatever feels right to you is what you should carry, um, I usually always have rose quartz with me, because I am all about love, and bringing in, you know, love and positivity into my space, um, Sometimes I'll have tiger eye. Uh, that's a stone that's pretty um, near and dear to me. Um, and then I have some stones that were gifted to me by friends. And I'll bring those around too sometimes. Uh, a lot of those stones though that are were gifts I keep in my car altar. And since my car goes everywhere with me, they're always with me. And I will periodically, you know, clean the altar out, redo it, cleanse this you know, cleanse my stones and all of that, but I, I don't think about bringing those things with me so much because they're, they're already there. Um, when you're setting up your space, be it a hotel room, you know, a campsite, anything like that, just, you know, remember that this is your temporary home and treat it as such. So, like, if you want to, you know, set the space for it to be a place where you come to at night after you're spun out on God knows what, or you're so drunk you, you know, you can't see straight. You want your space to be relaxing. You know, you want the energy in that space to to be relaxing. Because festivals can be pretty, you know, pretty crazy places. Like, great fun you know great crazy fun but also scary crazy fun for sure and you can set wards for you know at your campsite and and all of that just like you would do at your house do it at your campsite do it in your hotel room um you know do it in your car if you're car camping like 
utilize all of the tricks that you would use at home when you are traveling. There's absolutely no reason you shouldn't. Like, I always put wards on my tires when I travel and, you know, on my car and where I'm staying because I just, like, that's just what I do. It's it's part of my routine now. Um, so, LA, I'm going to get back to that because this, you know, this is all kind of feeds into itself. Like, everything feeds into the other. Um... We stayed at a hotel in Chinatown. That was really cool, but there was some crazy drama going on downstairs. And I went up to the room, and, you know, I checked it out, and it was really clean. It was really cool. I I really liked that. But I, I kind of set, you know, I set the space when I got in there, and I, was, I made my intentions known that this was going to be, you know, a calming relaxing room for you know my people so that we didn't have to deal with any drama that may be happening around us because you could tell that some people like this was their residence and you know that's cool but I you know I didn't want anything going on in any other room to like seep into mine I pick up on energy so quickly and it's just kind of like, you know, it can be too much. So when I went in, I kind of set the space and I was like, listen, this is my temporary home. I don't want any drama, no shenanigans, none of that shit. Um, and we, I didn't, we didn't have any problems the entire time I stayed there. Like I remember going outside and hearing, you know, commotion and the, you know, that argument that had happened downstairs, but none of that shit seeped into the room when I was in there, and I I was, like, very appreciative (laughs) of that. Um, so yeah, make sure you set your space, you know, when you are planning out your campsite, and make sure you, you put that into your planning, because it's very important. Um, you know, the shows were fun. I really loved them. I, I I always love a Juggalo show, quite honestly. Uh, the first night, Power Man 5000 was there. And, like, I hadn't... I, you know, I got to thinking, and I don't think I've ever seen them live. If I have, I, I don't remember it. I don't know. I was really into them in high school. So it was really cool to see Spider running around on stage and singing all these songs that I hadn't listened to in, like decades <laughs> um and so that was really fun I liked it um you know the ICP they you know I got Fago thrown on me and I you know I hung out with people that I just really love and I was in a crowd where you know I felt at home uh, it was really fucking cool. I, I loved it. Um, the shows were great. Um, our stay in LA was great. We, we kind of did a little bit of hotel hopping to see different parts of the city. Chinatown, I think, was my favorite for sure. I always enjoy Chinatown. You know, I, I just, I had a good time. Um, we went to Malibu because Larry really wanted to go because he's 
low-key obsessed with Scatman John, and his ashes were uh, spread in Malibu on the beach. And so that was, like, one of his top things to do, and we went there. And I ended up washing my feet in the Pacific. Hadn't done that in a long time, and that was really nice. The water was bracingly cold, but I... I I freaking loved it, you know, that was, I, I had the intention of cleansing myself in the ocean, and so I got to do that with my feet, um, I thought that was just, it was nice, and I, you know, I had some pears, and so I gave pears as an offering while I was there, uh, and yeah, it was a really, it was fun, the weather was great, um, definitely didn't do as much as I had wanted to because of time and other shit that had happened. Uh, but I think that I have converted him into being a lover of the West Coast, which is cool because he's like a hometown kind of guy. Um, so on the way back, you know, we traveled through Nevada, we saw Vegas, and that was cool. The energy of Vegas is crazy. It's always very, like, hectic and frantic. But seeing Vegas at 6 a.m. was, you know, something different. Um, Utah was, was cool, too. Um, I, you know, on the way back, we really enjoyed, like, we tried to enjoy the scenery more. Because there was just so much to take in and there was so much to see um I I don't think that I've ever taken more pictures on a road trip or ever had someone take more pictures for me on a road trip probably because I'm used to traveling alone um but yeah something that I did was I kind of took the time to appreciate what I had going on around me um I had very frank conversations on this trip with myself and with my friends. Um, you know, I can really appreciate a friend who will call me out on my bullshit and, you know, deal with me feeling some type of way about it because I have been triggered and called out, but also, like, unpack the feelings and unpack the, you know, the situation and help me figure out how to get through it. Like, I had some majorly bratty moments. The biggest one was probably under the Griffith Observatory where I had a, like, I mean, basically I had a fucking panic attack which turned into, like, a low-key temper tantrum. Like, I, I was like, I'm not talking to you anymore and I walked away. And... Like, I definitely regret that moment, for sure. I regret all my temper tantrums. Like, I do. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, hey, I don't warn my friends that I'm a brat for no reason. Like, I am, I am, I am a brat. Like, for sure. In the bedroom and out of it. <laughs> I just, you know, like, my feels, they get the best of me sometimes. And I don't know how to express myself. And so it just all comes out in this really shitty way. And I'm getting better about it, but I definitely can acknowledge that that's some, you know, that's a bad behavior that I have that I am trying to improve. Um, And communication is another thing. Like, there were some moments where I was upset 
And I didn't say anything because I'm like, uh, I don't really want to, like, make the mood any worse. Um, but we ended up talking about it afterwards and, like, hashing through it. Um, this was a vision quest, as my sister said. Um, I was incredibly humbled on this trip. And that can be tough to deal with, for sure. But yeah, it was it's a really good introduction to festival season for me because so many things just kind of went crazy. Uh, another really nuts situation I found myself in was Larry wanted to go to South Park, Colorado, which isn't called South Park. I think it's called Fair Play. Um, and so we ended up driving up the side of a mountain in my car during a snowstorm that was harrowing like I was angry I was so afraid I got angry and it turned into anger I thought I was gonna have a panic attack my poor heart in all of its craziness because I you know I got some heart issues I I thought I was going to die I thought I was gonna like I don't know my heart rate was just through the fucking roof And I was gripping my steering wheel really tight. I've driven in snow before. I've never driven in snow on mountain roads. So, you know, it was an experience. And he's trying to be cheerful and, like, make me laugh. And I'm just not fucking having it, man. I'm like, no. (laughs) I can't believe I let you talk me into this. Why didn't I do any research to see where we were going? Like, that morning we were in the hotel in um Nevada and he mentioned it and I'm like yeah sure let's do it (laughs) damn I'm silly sometimes but you know I made it up the mountain and then I made it back down the mountain and then we got into town and then I had a fucking meltdown at the grocery store I pulled into a grocery store so he could go to the bathroom he's like you're gonna come in with me fam and I'm like no I'm not fucking coming in with you (laughs) like I I I lost it all of that fear and excitement and like resentment because there was definitely some resentment towards him like I can't believe I let him talk me into this I can't believe I'm doing this for him um it, it just all kind of came out and I was a just a sniveling mess this man pulled in next to me while I am having a fit in my car and he's like looking at me he's like are you okay and I'm like I'm fine you know and like I I freak out and I'm like trying to calm myself down and then I look up and what snaps me the fuck out of this issue is a car full of fucking wooks Like, they were coming from the grocery store, and they're getting in their car. And I'm like, oh, shit. My people. (laughs) Um, yeah. It's just, it was really funny that that fucking snapped me out of the shit that I was going through. And and they were pretty wookie. It was cool, though. It was really cool, you know, interacting with people. And I do not regret it. Um, I regret not knowing the, the weather. 
I regret not realizing that these are ski towns and this is the winter. And so, of course, the roads are going to be a little treacherous. But, you know, you got this, bitch. You've been through so much. You can certainly get through this. And got through it, I did. Um, so, yeah. I, uh, I almost killed him there. I thought we were going to kill ourselves with how treacherous the drive was. But I made it through. You know? Hooray. That's great. <laughs> um, I don't, I really don't regret it. I don't regret anything about this trip. Um, it was interesting. Uh, it was definitely needed. Although my poor back and my legs are like, fuck you, bitch. Don't ever drive that far ever again. Which I definitely will not listen to. I really want to do that trip again with my kid, though. Across, you know, back and forth across the country. Just a lot of shit that I'd like to show her. And a lot of stuff that I want to see, you know, better for myself. So, yeah. That's what's been going on. Um, you know, life's been very interesting. But I really wouldn't trade it for anything. Um... for joining me this week uh remember that the two of cups reversed is reminding you to assess the partnerships you've got going on in your life and you know call the herd if you need to figure out who you really want in your life and who you don't really need in your life and you know get rid of get rid of them and then the tarot of the mom Sorry, I put my card away, so I gotta pull it back out. Six wands reversed, and that's, you know, uh, fear, disloyalty, but really just kind of reminding you that you can't, like, there's nothing that you can't get through. You can absolutely persevere. I learned pretty well on this trip in Colorado specifically <laughs> uh, I, I'm pretty sure we drove through two storms in Colorado and uh, yeah I made it but I don't ever want to do that shit again definitely visit Colorado in the summer for me unless I'm not driving you know and then I don't care when I go uh, festival season has officially begun for you know me, festival dame. Um, I don't think I have anything really planned until Hangout Fest and Strange Creek. Those are in May, though. Time flies. Uh, so they'll they'll be here before I freaking know it. Uh, yeah. So thanks again. Have a great week, my friends. Remember to love each other and just have fun. Celebrate your spirit because you freaking deserve it. I love you guys. Have a good day. Bye.